Welcome to Salem First Assembly Podcast. May this week's message by Pastor Brian D. Corkin be a blessing to your life in helping you to grow in your understanding of God's Word, strengthen your faith, and equip you to become all that God has created you to be. Last week, we talked about our first part, God with us. And we talked about hope. And today, I want to talk about love. How many, at least one time in your life, heard a love story? Raise your hand. How many have ever read or heard, let's go, heard a love song? Anybody ever heard a love song? How about a love poem? Huh? Between poems and songs and movies, and love is usually a theme. Love. Love. Love keeps us together. (laughs) That's right. Captain and Catanile. Listen, love is powerful, but let me tell you about the one who truly loves you. His name is Jesus. And this whole aspect of love reminds me of a song. There's a song, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, It's Lee. I believe it's Lee. I'm trying to, and he wrote the song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Because that's what happens to people. They want love, but they're always looking in the wrong places for love. They never look up. They always look horizontal. And then there's times in life that people have a hard time with love because they've never seen love. You know, it's really hard for you to love someone when you don't know what love is. So when two people come into a relationship and they don't know what love is, they have a problem in that relationship because they don't understand love. They've seen everything but love. So when they try to love, they feel like they're a failure because they don't know how to love because Love is from God. And when you get a hold of God's love, it changes you. I share a story with you. When I was growing up, my dad came from a generation that was quite different than my generation. You can all understand that. And you ever have someone from another generation where they're just not mushy. They just don't tell you they love you. And if you hug them, they look like a two-by-four. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them you love them, you mess them up terribly, terribly. And they don't know what to say. And they'll go, drive careful. <laughs> and the reality is that they, that they, not that they don't love, they just have a hard, hard way of showing love. Because a lot of times, if you don't know what love is, you go through life trying to say, what is love? How do I know what love really is? I haven't seen it. I haven't had a good demonstration of it. And then when I do see it, because I'm so used to this, that, and the other thing, I don't receive it the way I'm supposed to receive it, and, and we get all messed up. And I see this all the time in society. I see this in kids. I see this in society where people don't know what love is. And this morning, I just want you to understand that this love, if you want your life to, to align with true love and know what love is, you have to connect to your Heavenly Father, the one, the maker, creator of love. In the scriptures, when you look at, in the New Testament, it is written in Koine Greek. And Greek has many different communication words describing love. There are four, there's many of them, but there's four main ones. There's a sexual love, eros. There is a love that's with friends, phileo. That's where Philadelphia comes. We all know that's a city of love, brotherly love. There's storage, 
That's a love between a child, parents and a child, a very deep, special love. And then we have agape love that's unconditional, unmerited. But this type of love is a love that seeks to benefit those that are loved. So agape love loves and seeks to love in ways for the person that is love. And that's what God loves us. God loves us in spite of us. How many are glad about that? Come on, raise your hand, give him a wave. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and so when we look at love, we say God is love, but there's many people today that doesn't see that. And so before I do anything, say anything, I want to address this section because sometimes as a minister, I live here with many people. They don't see God as God is love. They see God as just the opposite. Something's happened in their life. Someone close to them dies in war or by sickness. Someone dies suddenly in an accident. Something happens where they're taken suddenly, unexpected. Someone is just downright murdered in their own home, and now the relatives are so upset because of this horrendous crime that has taken place. And they say, well, if God really cared, this wouldn't happen. And so they take it to heart. Because of the pain that people experience, they start to blame God. Blame God because of these hardships that have come my way. It's not fair that I had to experience this hurt and harm. Because if God truly did love me, I wouldn't have to suffer like I have. Many, because of the pain in their life, draw a hatred towards God. Even to the point where they say God doesn't exist and they move the pendulum from belief to unbelief because of their pain, because of their hurt, because of the harm that they still feel. But I want to tell you something. Pain and pressure is always an avenue that will bring you to a choice. All of us will experience pain. All of us will experience pressure. All of us will experience hurt and harm. It may be different titles. It may be different things. And yes, it could be different levels of pain. But it all brings us to what will we do with it. I've experienced quite a bit of pain in my life, disappointments, hardships, I had to go through some rough spots in my life where everything you know is dismantled, where people that you trust crush you and do things to you that you can't believe they have done. So in all of these situations, will you get bitter or will you get better? Will you allow someone else's actions to dictate your life? So when we talk about God this morning, I understand that people uh, go through some stuff, but I want you to understand, God promises to be in the midst of the stuff. Someone say, in the midst of the stuff. People don't want to blame the devil. People don't want to blame that there is a true power of evil working in the world to still kill and destroy, as John 10.10 says. So we have to remember, everybody wants to blame God, but we don't really ever taken into consideration that there's an enemy of one's soul and that, and that people make sometimes dumb decisions and decisions have consequences. I had a friend who got behind the wheel when he was totally drugged out 
and just messed up and did a head-on collision with a taxi. Now, people can get mad at the situation, but the reality is he found himself, he chose to do something that he shouldn't have done, and because he did what he did, it caused his life to cease, to non-exist at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's when I got my phone call. So I want you to understand, things take place, and it's hard. It wasn't easy when we did a wedding, a beautiful wedding for our nephew in Chicago, Michigan. I'm all over the place. Sometimes I don't remember what state I would do things. But in Michigan and had a beautiful night and then going to church Sunday morning, my nephew and niece head-on collision with a tractor trailer and he died right there on scene. And the night before, he was just married. You know, here he was as a youth pastor of a church. There doesn't make sense. It, it, and so what do you do with things like this? It's hard. And then people say, and God loves? Yes, he loves. You see, God knows more than you know. And sometimes we judge things according to our knowledge, but then we also don't know what God is doing in a much bigger picture. There are things that take place that are just hard, and maybe you have some things in your life that has been really hard, and I'm sorry for that, but God has promised to be there for you so that he can bring healing from your hurt. But if you cancel them out because of their pain, they cancel God out, and God can't come on the scene to bring help, to bring healing, because they're always fighting against. God. You can't help someone when they're always fighting against you. And so this is the story of why Jesus Christ came. Let me share a portion of scripture with you found in Proverbs chapter 3. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In, in, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. That's important for us all to recognize. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. This portion of scripture is huge. Because sometimes when things happen and we don't understand it, if we look at it through a spiritual realm, every one of you here today is going to die. You and I all have a date that we're born and a date we're going to die. Now, none of us know how we're going to check out. But it's not the issue of checking out. The issue is, are you going to love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul and trust him in the midst of your journey? Someone say, in the midst of your journey. This is huge. I love Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens as high as the earth, so my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts, says the Lord. What does that mean? That God's doing more than we understand, and so we get a portion of a picture, we got a puzzle, and yet we think from that one piece, we know everything. I love it when I meet people, and they just, they just know everything. There's a lot of people today that are very vile to, towards God. I actually put myself in situations where I'm there because I'm trying to understand, but the depths of vileness is just so hard to comprehend how hatred and demonic 
that some people have placed themselves. There is demons out there that people have opened themselves up to and their, their hostility to the light is incredible and continues to grow in our society. But I wanted to tell you that Christ came to give love. That's why we as God's people cannot respond like everybody else responds. You have to love them where they're at because you weren't all that in a bag of chips before you came to Christ. Someone say amen. Amen. I don't know what some Christians think sometimes when they think they're all high and mighty when they were way over here just like anybody else. We're all sinners saved by grace of God. So you come alongside them. You get to know them, but you get to love them just who they are because you love them because you care for them. I was just spending some time with some stranger the other day. (laughs) And trust me, I I meet a lot of strangers. (laughs) Sometimes it's a pro and con if you're with me. (laughs) Um, But it's amazing what God ends up doing simply because I just say, hello, how are you? And sometimes they'll say, lousy, stinky, miserable. And I, I kind of like, all right, that's great. Now I know where you're at. Let's see if I can help you, you know? And so I want you to know, don't be afraid in sharing the love of Jesus. Don't let the devil cause the lion in you to lie down. Someone say, rise up. Oh, rise up with the power of God and let the love of God flow through you. Rise up and be who you've been called to be. Don't let your past define your future. Someone should have said amen. I'll get an amen corner going. We'll get them really going loud. (laughs) In the book of Isaiah, an incredible prophet of God, the prophetic that was given to us 700 years before Jesus Christ came. And how detailed the prophetic word is at 700 years before he finally comes. Over 65 quotes in the New Testament. Look what it says here. Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And you'll be called him Emmanuel, God with us. You see, when God is with you, it means... God loves you. He came down for you. Everybody say this. God came down. Now watch this now. For me. Now say that to your neighbor. God came down for you. Come on now. Right there. You, you guys back there, you hit those three. You let them know that. Right there. You let them know God came down for them. <laughs> God came down for us because here it goes. Here it goes. He loves you. He loves you. Do you know the one of the greatest things, if you don't know what to say to someone, and I say this all the time, to, I think Jesus loves you. He really does. And you won't believe how many times people tell me, thank you. I haven't had someone say that to me, or I've never had anybody to remind me of that. So simple. Jesus loves me. Yes, he does. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. How do I know? How do you know? The Bible tells me so. <laughs> And the fulfillment of this portion of Scripture is found in Matthew chapter 122. It says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet, Isaiah. 
The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Prophetic, 700 years in advance. God's always telling us, just like he gave us revelation. He told us what's going to happen. We shouldn't be shocked. There's so much going on right now. The stage is being played out. It's amazing. Kind of scary, but amazing. And it's the beginning. A lot of changes our world is going to go through. You got to remember something. This was not done in secret. When I first got saved, when the Statue of Liberty was a little girl, it seems that long, anyhow. Um, when I first, and I read that all the world would see him. You know, satellites weren't really around at that time. A lot of technology wasn't around. And so my question was, well, how is the whole world going to see when Jesus comes back? Today we can see war taking place at the very second it's happening because of our technology. Now we can see exactly what was prophetically said. How is that going to take place? Now we can understand how it can take place. Nowadays, with your own phone, things are caught wherever in the world can happen. I want to let you know something. There's God is working out a great plan, and the plan he first worked out was to let you know you are loved. This is powerful. I don't know about you, but people want love, but they don't know how to receive it. They can't receive something they don't understand. But this love that was came down to earth was so exciting in heaven. Do you know heaven was excited? People say, I don't think we should celebrate Christmas. Uh, let me just get into that Krabby Patty mood. I don't think we should celebrate Christmas because it's, it's heathen. It, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. By George, they're right. He wasn't. But the celebration should take place whatever date we do it. I've told you before, there's many children in India that I met, they don't, have, they don't know when they were born. They don't know when they were born. They had to pick a time, and that becomes their birthday. Jesus was probably born somewhere around June, May, June. You can tell by just a story and what takes place. But the reality is, they made this date because that the virgin birth was being attacked and one of the reasons why is so that they wanted a data for remember that it was through a virgin woman, just as prophecy said, that, a, that God would bring forth his son. And he would call, be called Emmanuel, God with us. It's important for you and I to know. Look how excited heaven was. Go to Luke. Look at Luke chapter 2, 8. Look what it says. I love this. And there were shepherds living in the, out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shined around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, Great news of good, good news of great joy. Mm. So, so when next time you come to church, next time you're out, next time what happened? God's given you good news of great joy. Why don't we let our faith, our faith and our face know it? Huh? Just smile a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just smile. Come on. Just smile. You do less work smiling, by the way. You, you know, less muscles. Go ahead. Smile, Juan. Smile. There you go. There you go. Alex, there you go. You just gave me teeth. You didn't give me a smile. Look at verse 11. Today... In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
you will find the baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, look what it says, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left and gone, I want you to get this. When, when the angels have left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They, they were excited about the good news. Can I, can I ask you a question? How excited are you about sharing God's good news? How excited are you about sharing God's good news? I mean, think about it. When's the last time you went out of your way to share Jesus with somebody? And people say to me, well, I, I try to always do that because sometimes people don't always like it. Hmm. I disagree with you. I'm not out to be liked. I'm out to be a messenger. I don't care if they don't like it. I care for them. And I have gotten little resistance. I was just, just the other day, just the other day, I was driving down a certain road. And I saw this person that I haven't seen in a long time. He's an elderly gentleman. And I pulled my car over and introduced myself and said hello to him. And definitely he was caught off guard a little bit. And then I mentioned a few times, and he finally remembered who I was. And I started talking about Jesus. But he wasn't interested in Jesus. I said to myself, Do you know, one day you're going to come to that moment and breathe your last breath. And are you ready? And he just said, And I said, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> the thing is, we had another conversation, but I'm going to visit that individual again. You know, when someone's older, that's all the more to get ready for our heart, ready for Jesus, because it can happen any day. So don't just, well, they didn't want to listen. Yeah, but a lot of people don't listen. Don't just stop just because they kind of didn't jump into the water right away. How many times did someone have to talk to you before you came to Jesus Christ? How many times? Hmm? I know with me. You know what the guy said to me? He said to me, Brian, you're the most stubbornest person I have ever shared Jesus Christ with. And I said, well, is that a compliment? <laughs> but it took a long time for me to come to Jesus Christ. And I finally came to Jesus Christ one day, but it took a long time. He spent literally hours and hours with me because I was inquisitive and I was having a hard time swallowing that I was going to hell because I went to Catholic church every Sunday. And I put holy water on me thinking I was ready to go, but I lived like hell outside of church. Lived the way, no difference at all. We had religion. I didn't have a relationship. I just had a religion. It's just follow this and follow it, do this and do this. That's not relationship. Relationship is what God wants. Someone say Amen. So that's why, that's why Jesus came down to earth. And look what happens in John 3, 16. We own this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world, catch this, to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Someone say that's love. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save it. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Beautiful. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. 
God came to people who were lost, who needed help. He came to you and I and loved us even when we were dirty. I want you to get that. God loved you when you weren't right. How many of you are still not right? (laughs) But God loved you when you weren't right. It's a beautiful, beautiful understanding that God so loves you, even when you weren't right, he still loved you, and he gave his life for you. That's the reason why he's Emmanuel. He walked among us. God displayed his love before the whole creation of the world. I wish people could get that. That's what I love about Christmas. That's what I love about Easter. It talks about love. People want love so bad, but they miss the one that loves them the most. They always go horizontal, but they don't go vertical. It's knowing vertical love that will help you in your horizontal love. If you don't get the vertical right, you'll never get the horizontal right. It won't happen. It won't happen. Look what Ephesians tells us. Ephesians 1 says this, For God chose us in him before the creation of the world. Did you get that? You see how God plans? Before the foundation of the world, God chose you and I, chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. This gets me so excited that my liver is starting to quiver. In accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given in us the one he loves. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance to the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mysteries of his will according to his good pleasure. Catch this part. Which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and earth together under one head, even Christ. Someone say, God has a plan. And as we talk about Christmas, it was part of the great plan before the foundations of the earth. God had a plan. You think the Garden of Eden was like, oh, I can't believe I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. God allows some things because there is volition. When he makes a vessel with a free will, he does not interrupt the laws in which he governs and put them in operation. He gave a free will, and they had free will to choose to sin or not to sin, to do right or not to do right. That's a choice each individual has, and there's consequences for each of those decisions. Love does, so God did. Love does, so God did. That's what it's all about, that God so loved us. From the foundation, he knew we needed a Savior. In Genesis 3, verse 15, is the first prophetic of that Jesus Christ was going to come. God has a plan. While we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8 tells us. We were rascals. Look at your neighbor and say, you were a rascal. And if they don't think they were a rascal, they're lying. (laughs) Without Jesus, you're all rascals. You know what people say about me sometimes? And I don't believe this for one second. Because I I think I'm looking at a person right now that conned me this word. Henri. Huh? Look, she's... (laughs) 
It's in a good way. <clears throat> but before Jesus, I was really ornery, you know? I wore that label well. Now I have a sanctified ornery. I still like to start a little trouble here and there, right? Don't I, sister? We have a lot of fun. <clears throat> I'll get you back later. No. Luke, Luke 19 says this. The Son of Man came to seek and save. That was with what? Lost. So catch this. God's love with us is our love expressed to others. So God came to us, and he came to us saying, I love you. But then he wants you to do something with that love. So when the last time you loved somebody and did something really good, love is this. Whoever loves much does much, Thomas Kempis said. It's a good definition. If you love much, you do much. You can tell how much you love someone by what you do for that someone. You can tell you love that person by how you listen to them, how you take who they are, how you take their interests and, and really be interested in what they're doing, how you care for them and how you support them. Love is always seen by actions. That's what Jesus did. I so love the world that he gave himself. Love is always seen in actions. We know the sayings. God demonstrated his love towards us, all of us. How are we demonstrating our love to others? Oh, well, I, I, I love people. I just don't like the people that I don't. I don't love people I don't like. I heard people one time tell me that. I heard a person tell me that. I, I do good loving people. I just don't love the people that I don't like to love because they just they frustrate me. Hmm. Um, anybody here today, you have never, raise your hand if you have never frustrated someone else. Raise your hand. <sighs> Liar! <laughs> hey, he's ornery. He's on right there, right there. <laughs> you see, it, it, we are going to frustrate somebody, and somebody may frustrate you. But what are you going to do? You got to learn to love them, show the love, sh care, and share. Now, there's a point where a person, there's a point where you might have to deal differently with an individual because, you know, there's just, you got to use wisdom sometimes, but we are to love, and God has loved us, and God demonstrated us. Look what, let me, let me read this one to you in Matthew. Well, let me, let me back up for a second. In Matthew chapter 25, it says this. It says, when the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did you see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes or, or we closed you? When did we see you sick in prison and go visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did to one of the least of these brothers of mine, what does it say? You've done it unto me. And see, God's saying that whether you really love your brother or want to hang with them, if they're in need, there's not a question. You help them. You bless them. Well, I only want to bless who I want to bless. Well, if God did that to you, you'd be in deep trouble. And if you think you're all that in a bag of chip, you're already having a bad theology. See, we're all in the same place, room for improvement. Someone say Amen. And if God so loved us, then we must love others. And they may know you as his disciples by the love you carry. 
So how is it? So let me ask you a few questions. Let's take a test. How many like taking tests? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think. How many like the other person next to you to take the test? Go raise your hand. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, but you're sitting next to somebody, so that means you. You're in it all together. Here's, here's, a little, here's a little test. These are reflective questions I want you to answer. Okay? You don't have to tell anybody. You just answer them. What's God's love level towards you? What is God's love level towards you? How much does God love you from 1 to 10? Just answer the question. How much does God love you? What's his level? Not in words, but in actions. What do you think about God's love level towards you? Are you glad or not glad? Just answer the question. If you're glad, not glad. Number two, what's your level, love level towards God? What is your love level towards God? Not in your words, but in your action. What do you do to love God? What are the actions you do daily to show God you love him? What do you think God would say about your love level? Just think of it. Give yourself a number. What would you think God would say about your love level? Number three, what's your love level towards others? Not in words, but in deeds. What would you think others would say about your love level? Ask your family. Ask them. You may think you're doing all these love actions, but you see, I'll tell you a secret. You can do something, but it's not their love language. You know, sometimes baking an apple pie is a great thing, right? How many like apple pie? Okay, put your hands up. Those who bake, you saw their hands. But if you take an apple pie to a person who don't like apple pie, are you loving them? Because before you love them, you need to know, do they like apple pie? I don't care. They're going to get one anyhow, because that's what I made. Huh, is that love? I'm going to give you something, even though I know you don't like it. I'm going to give you it, and you're going to like it, because I love you. Hmm. And yet, sometimes we love people that way, don't we? We do things according to what we, our love tank, our love language, and we expect, like, hey, I did this for you, and I did this for you. But their love gift is not, their love tank does not uh, support gifts. You can buy gifts for people, but gifts is not their love language. So you go buy a gift, and they're like, that's nice. You got to know the love, what is their love language? That's how you love people. God knows your love language, and that's how God wants to love you. But are you loving other people? Are you caring for them? Do you take an interest in them? Are you curious about what they feel is important? You need time. Spending time is how you grow in your understanding of love. Let me read this to you real quick here, and then we'll move on. Challenge comes from the word of God about loving. Listen to what this scripture says, 1 John 3, 16 and 20. Powerful. This is how we know what love is. Definition. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Wow. If anyone has material possession and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. This then is how we know that we belong to truth and how we are to set our hearts at rest in his presence. 
This is just simply that your love must be demonstrated by your actions, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, uh, whether it's a friend, which is a family member. If you're going to love them, even this Christmas season, love them in the way they want to be loved. And you just, the way you love them is because you got to get to know them. I'm going to give you something, even though I know, you know, you hate going to the dentist, but I just gave you a free trip to get your teeth cleaned. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to say that loving them is in actions. When you see a brother in need, you don't think about it. Should I, should I even do that for them? They don't deserve it. You know what? Look what they did. I don't think I'm going to help them. They don't deserve it. Really, if God did that to you, I don't think you don't fall in that classification with him sometimes. But he does anyhow, doesn't he? Why? He loves you. That's the beautiful thing about love. Let me just give you one, three things here, and we'll... The Jewish leaders of Jesus' day argued about what was the greatest commandment. They were always trying to find out. They were always arguing what's the greatest commandment in God, all God's work. Jesus resolves the dilemma, living with life, with focus, and living life with a clear intentions. And so... Here's three ways to increase your life level love. Because Jesus loved for you. Here's the first one. First one is love God with unconditional commitment. We're a lot of people. People want everybody to be committed to them. Everybody wants something from other people, but they don't want to commit themselves to other people. I see this all the time. They, they want, they want, they want. Kids today, they want, they want, and want. But you ask them sometimes to do something, and they'll remind you of what they did when they did it. One act seems to go so far for them, but many acts they receive, and yet hearts are not grateful. Listen to this, Matthew chapter 22, 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, got together, one of them, uh, expert of the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. 316 laws, and God says on these two laws, hang everything. Love God, love others. Jesus came to love us. That's why he came, love. Can I just encourage you to get outside your own box, get outside your own realm, and learn to love in a whole deeper way. Get committed. Say, God, I'm going to be committed, to unconditionally committed to love God. And then as we love God, we also love God through our intentional behaviors. Your beliefs always will affect your behaviors. First John 5, what it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commandments. You want to love God? You want to love others? Carry out his commandments. God says, love him and love others. Love your neighbor. This is love of God to obey his commands. This is, and his commands are not burdensome. Someone say, not burdensome. Oh, boy, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. People say, oh, the burdens that God has laid on me. Well, he laid, he had so much bigger burdens, amen? 
For everyone born of God over, overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world and even our faith. Who is that overcomes the world? World? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. We have to make sure that we're intentional with our behaviors. If you say you love God, you have to love others. You have to love others. You can't just pick and choose who you love. If you do, you're selective. And if you're selective, that's not what God's called us to do, period. So if you just like to love those who love you, well, you're living way below the command of the Lord. Last one. Love God by loving others. It's that simple. 1 John 4, 7 and 12. What it says, I'm going to try not to break out in song on this portion. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God is so loved, that God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Look at your neighbor and tell them you love them. Just tell them, I love you. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another... God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Complete. I don't know about you, but one thing I can tell you is that if you learn to love God and you learn to love others, you'll have no problem loving yourself. Sometimes our love is a problem because you don't even love you. You have to recognize that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And that if you know how God loves you, you have to learn to let the love flow from you. If you could take a moment, I want you to stop and think about God's love. I want you to think about how much he loves you, how much the word says. And then I also want you to think, how do you love others? Maybe you're online, and maybe you're not sure about the love of God. Maybe you're here today, you're not sure about the love of God. Can I just remind you that God says he so loved the world that he stretched out his arms and he died. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's love. Love is sacrifice. God loves you so much he sacrificed. Look at Jaber and say, God loves you so much that he gave his son for you. He gave his son so that you can then share with someone else. You have as much of God as you want. It's all up to you. Close your eyes with me. Those watching online, just close your eyes for a second. God wants you to know his love. And if you don't know him this morning, if you don't know him, he wants you to know him. And if you've, are where most people are, many people are, is they have religion, but they don't have relationship. It's so easy to have a relationship with God. You just go before God and the Father and say, Father, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for what I've done and the sins I've done against you. I ask you to forgive me and come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose on the third day and you defeated the sin, death, and the grave. And I commit my heart to be your child.
I want you to get into God's word. I want you to get, get to know who he is. I want you to get to know his love. And I want you to, right now say, God, I'm your child. I'm yours. Father, will you speak to each heart, touch each one, and that this Christmas season, may they get in tuned with the love that is deep and wide. May they be introduced to the gift of Jesus Christ that keeps on giving. And they may learn you so love them, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give God some praise in the house of the Lord? Can we just thank him for his love? Come on, can we thank him for his love, his mercy, his grace? We're so grateful. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in his church, despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 1030 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean. Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.